Hello and welcome to the Utility Sports Podcast. Today's episode, we will be talking about Isaac Okoro, who is a guard from Auburn University. He's 6'6", 225 pounds. Um, Sheldon, I'd like you to highlight some of his strengths and what you saw at his uh, freshman season at Auburn. Yeah, Okoro is one of those um, interesting players in this class. Um, you know, he's got some really, really obvious strengths, but a few glaring weaknesses as well that makes him uh, a little bit more of a tough prospect to really choose and, and define where he's going to uh, fit in the NBA. Um, let's go into those strengths. So like you had mentioned, defensively, uh, that's uh, his greatest asset is he, he's going to be a defensive weapon uh, at the NBA level. He's got he's a 6'6 uh, wing with a six foot nine wingspan, already a, a phenomenal frame at 225 pounds. Uh, you know, really built. Uh, he's able to move his feet well, can stay with guards, uh, strong enough to switch onto NBA level fours. So he's going to be probably the, the best perimeter defensive player in this class. And, uh, you know, really, really has the tools to be an elite defender at the NBA level. Like I said, I expect his switchability to be one through four. He's, he's able to, to deal with guards quickness. He uh, navigates through screens really well out on the perimeter. Uh, he can go over and under well. Uh, has good makeup speed and also really good athleticism, both jumping off one and two feet defensively. Uh, you can see him as a, a weak side uh, rim protection option occasionally because he'll come over uh, and get uh, chased down blocks. Uh, also, doesn't uh, really get caught out of the play too often. Does a, does a good job getting back into the play uh, from behind. And is just going to be a really, really big-time playmaker on that end of the floor. Uh, in my opinion, I think uh, he's got the length to really bother twos, threes, and fours, and as well as the uh, quickness to deal with ones and twos. Um, he was all defense uh, as a freshman in the SEC, uh, which the SEC is not not the best basketball conference, but it's a good good conference all in all, uh, especially compared to uh, some of the other prospects where they're coming from. Uh, and I think I think also looking at his athleticism that I mentioned on the defensive end, I think that serves him really well offensively. I think in a lot of ways he's going to be. Uh, really suited to be a, a slashing threat off the ball. I think he, he's going to really be a backdoor cut option early in his career. I think that he's going to, you know, function out of the corner almost exclusively early on. And and I think he's going to be a lob threat as well. And and he also, you know, he showed really, really um, good ability to attack closeouts in his first season at Auburn. Uh, he could go left or right out of closeouts. Um, anyone jumping at him, uh, first of all, that was a mistake based off of his percentages and what the scouting report should have been. Uh, but uh, he, you know, did a really good job getting to the rim. And then he, you know, has touch around the rim. He's uh, shot, I believe, 60% or, or so inside the arc in his fr- uh, first season at Auburn. And uh, he's also really explosive, again, as a finisher, jumping off one and two, uh, can get over defenders also, uh, shows a little bit of footwork prowess, uh, has some Euro steps, and I believe a little bit of spin move um, to to work on. Not not He's not going to be a great half-court offensive player um, early in his career. Um, by no means am I saying that. But, you know, he's got the tools to maybe grow in that area and, and show some potential uh, in that end of the floor. Yeah, I think the biggest things for him also, I'm just going to re-highlight again, is, is his defense and his switchability. And he's obviously got a long wingspan. Um, and that length does will definitely bother uh, some of the wings that he's guarding. Um, he does a great job blocking shots. Um, however, like his block numbers will not indicate how well he, he was at actually blocking the basketball. Um, and he definitely got in the passing lanes as well, as you could see from 
from some of the the video clips that you had on him, um, he's definitely a guy that you could see being you know an elite uh, defensive wing one day. Um, like he won't be there obviously right away, but you know years down the line, people are going to be saying they wish they had this guy. Um, do you think there's a chance that he could develop his offensive game a little more to make him a big time threat? You know, I, I do think there is a little bit of that capability. I've heard a lot of reports that he's a hard worker. He did come in uh, his freshman season as the 36th best player in his uh, recruiting class, and now will likely be a top eight pick or so. Uh, so he's already shown some some big growth. He did score 13 points a game for Auburn or, or so. And like I mentioned, he's got some of this uh, athleticism and uh, skill set as a, as a slasher to maybe um, grow a little bit. But right now he's really, really lacking as a shooter, uh, you know, he shot only 28% from three and that's the college three point line and only 67% from the line. Uh, you know, his shot, he's just got a little bit of a, a hitch in his shot. Uh, it's not fluid. It doesn't really go up in one motion and it's, it's really not quick. And he also has a little bit of an outward bend to his elbow, which I think impacts his uh, backspin on his shot. Um, so he's going to need some NBA tweaking on his jumper. Um, but with the right guidance, per- perhaps that he could be someone who grows, offensively I mean these are some of the similar knocks that were on Kawhi Leonard when he came out so I don't want to say it's impossible for him to to grow offensively but right now that's that's definitely his biggest weakness Um, and I I also think he needs to really improve as a ball handler a lot of the time he'd end up resorting to uh, putting his back to the basket around the rim wasn't really comfortable with a lot of guys up near him when he was handling the rock Um, and and again these are similar uh things that were talked about when Kawhi Leonard came out. So it's not impossible for him to develop in these areas, but right now his, his greatest strengths early in his career will not be um, those, those level of, um, you know, impact and play on the offensive end. So ultimately on your big board, where do you have a Coro? I have a Coro eighth overall, um, right after James Wiseman at seven and the offense is the reason that he's that low. Um, based solely on defense, he, he's my number one defensive player in the entire class, um, including rim protectors and uh, perimeter defenders. I think perimeter defense comes at a premium in the NBA. I think it's the most one of the most important things you, you need when you're building a team. And there's a lot of different teams I'd love for a core to land on because I think uh, him alone can really be a game changer on that end of the floor uh, with his switchability. Uh, night in, night out, you can switch his matchup. Uh, even possession by possession, you could switch his matchup. There's there's a lot of ways that he's going to be able to function. You see, like he he'll be the type of guy that you're you're going to trust to pick up full court, or to or to deal with a post up from a from an opposing four, or to you know switch onto a wing scorer who's who's hot. He's he's going to be a Swiss Army knife on that end, and that's that's invaluable, um, in a lot of ways. And even you look at Lou Dort for the Thunder this past um this past playoffs against the Rockets. So many people were uh, giving him a lot of credit for slowing down James Harden and just bothering James Harden. And, and that is probably a Coro's floor is Lou Dort type performances. And, and that, and everyone saw how valuable that can be um, in extending that series. And I think that a Coro has a lot more upside athletically than Dort does. And I think he's also got a lot more upside um, just in terms of his physicality and frame. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a pretty good uh, floor comparison uh, for him. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Uh, The next episode, we will be talking about Denny Adia, and he played in Israel, I believe, um, last season. So we'd like to go over him. He is a 6'9 wing. So thank you.
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Utility Sports Podcast. For more utility sports content, please visit us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore utility sports. For future episodes of the Utility Sports Podcast, please visit us at your preferred podcast destination.